Welcome. Thank you for joining us for this episode from Avondale Baptist Church. We are so happy to be sharing the Word of God with you and hope that this message is a blessing to you. And now, here's Brother Richard. Kingdom come. Living for eternity right now is the series that we are in. And You know, we want to experience heaven. I just love the songs that Todd had picked and about heaven, about how great our God is. And if we are a believer in Jesus Christ and we received him as our Lord and Savior and have a relationship with him, then guess what? We have a place in heaven. It's a place where we can really rejoice Because this is just our temporary home here. This is just a tent for us until we meet our, make our final destination. But what this whole series is about is that I want you to know that you can experience heaven here in the now. That we don't have to wait till we take our last breath here on earth and our first breath in heaven to experience heaven We can experience it here and now, and it's just a matter of perspective. If you, we, us, live with an eternal perspective, then we will take action. We will take actions to share that vision with others. And today, we will talk about faith and action. We're going to be reading out of James chapter 2, starting in verse 14. And this is what the word of the Lord says. It says, what does it profit, my brother, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself. If it does not have works, it's dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works. And I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe. And tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was it not Abraham our father, justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works faith was made perfect? 
Do you see that faith is working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Let's pray. Father God, I just pray that you would just speak to our hearts in a mighty way this morning, Father. I pray that we would take this time to reevaluate our faith, Father. That is our faith producing good works. Father, I pray that this morning that you would speak to us in a mighty way, Father, that it encourages us, it ignites a, the flame in our hearts to want to do more for your kingdom. And Father, I pray that we take this time to really look at our faith and be honest with our faith. How are we with our faith this morning? Father, I pray that you just reveal that to us and all of us this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. There was a time where I was experiencing really bad shoulder pain. And I just couldn't uh, figure out why I was having so much pain. And it, at first, I thought it was because I was sleeping wrong. You know, maybe I was sleep. I just fell asleep on my shoulder and just started hurting and just kept on hurting. And so I tried to find different ways to, to sleep differently. And it just seems like each day the pain was just getting worse and worse. And then I thought, well, maybe I'm not sleeping wrong. Maybe... Maybe Becky, my wife, is doing something to me while I'm asleep or something, hitting me or frogging me or something, and no, that wasn't it either. And then the pain would come and go, but then when it comes back, it was just like the pain was just, had just intensified, and, and I was do, dealing with this for weeks and months, and it was just getting worse and worse. I was getting to the point where I wasn't sleeping. I was literally being tormented by the pain that I was experiencing. Trying to figure out what is it. I even came here to the altar and just crying out to God to see if there was any unrepented sin that I have in my life. And, and just to, maybe that was the cause and I just didn't know. And, and I just tried to make things right and just I was just so much in a bad place. Not only did it become physical pain and, and just messing with me physically, but then it was messing with me emotionally and messing with my mind. And we had a big women's walk to Emmaus coming up, and, and I was trying to get prepared for that, and, but the pain was just bad. The pain was just terrible. I got home Sunday night, and I just broke down, and 
And I told Becky that it's getting so bad that I was having these suicidal thoughts in my mind. How bad it got. Not only was I having suicidal thoughts, but I was also had thoughts of just cutting my arm off just to get rid of the pain. Just like, Lord, what? And Becky's like, Richard, you got to go to the doctor. You're going to the doctor tomorrow, which was a next Monday. And so I went to the doctor, and she thought she she tested me, checking to make sure my heart was good, possibly may have had a mild heart attack or a stroke or or something like that. And I was like, Oh, it wasn't. It's not any of that. It just it, it just seems like it's 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 muscular, you know. It just seems like, but it's just weird. And and so she gave me some uh, some some uh, uh, pain medicine and. And some antibiotics just in case. And and a couple days later, she said, you know, in a couple days, if if the pain hasn't gone away, call me and we'll we will reevaluate everything. And but 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 for until then, you know, take this medications. I'm gonna prescribe you some medications. And and I hate taking medications. I really do. And so last couple those couple of days. You know, I'll take one here or there, and the antibiotics, you know, I really didn't take them. You know, they usually give you antibiotics for 10 days, and they tell you to, to uh, go through the whole antibiotics and all this other stuff. And so I call up there at the doctor, and a couple of days later, I was like, look, the pain's just not doing, it's just not helping. I'm still having this pain. She's like, well, have you been taking the medicine? Well, no, not really. She gets mad, and. She says, Richard, we, we, we prescribe you that medication for a reason. If, if you really want help and you really want healing, you should obey the doctor's orders and take those antibiotics and take that, those pain pills as needed. And, and I was like, yeah, but I just don't, you know, I just don't like doing that. And I was like, she's like, she got on to me. I prayed. I have faith. And I was thinking back on that story, and I just thought, man, isn't that how we are sometimes with our faith, our faith life? You know, we come to church, and we like the, the music, and we like the sermon, and, and we like what God is prescribing to us. And we take it even to as far as taking it back home, but we just put what we learned or put what we heard just on the countertop and we forget. And sometimes we wonder why is there not have things been going right or why have things been going the way they are? And God's been telling you, hey, you got to surrender it all. God's saying, look, I prescribed you the medicine, but you're just not taking it. You're just leaving that, that medication on the counter. That medication could be the Bible, the Word. That medication could be your prayer life. And so this is what James is making the point. In his short letter, he's, he asks a rhetorical question. He says, what good is it, my brother?" If someone says that he has faith but does not have works, then James defines works as as basic demonstration of a Christian love. 
That's down to the basic. And he goes on and he says, look, if somebody comes to you needing food, needing shelter, needing some kind of physical need, but all we tell them is like, we pray, we'll pray for you. Go on your way, but we'll be praying for you. That's not faith at all. Our faith is going to want us to do work. But so many times, I have done that. Go in peace. You're cold, I'll pray that you'll get warm. You're hungry, I'll pray that somebody will bring you food. Not giving the things for the body. James saying, what good is that? James wants his readers to know that it is possible for a believer to have a useless faith. It is possible. One that devoids a good work. He asks, what good is it to claim to have faith but no works? See, some people think that James is, is contradicting Paul when when Paul, who said a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law, that's in Romans 3.28. So therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. But see, James and Paul are not, aren't speaking about the same thing. See, Paul is talking about, in Romans 3.28, he's talking about how a sinner becomes a Christian. How a, sin, how a sinner becomes a saint. What James is talking about is how a Christian brings heaven from there to here on earth. That's what James is talking about. Is how we as believers can bring heaven come down here onto earth. And not even just to earth, but in sweet water. Not only in sweet water, but in the Acuna house. In the Ruffin house. In the Crowley's house. That we can bring heaven into our personal lives. You cannot merit salvation. It is received by grace through faith in Christ alone. But the sanctification. Our sanctification requires that our faith express itself out. It requires us for our faith to be expressed out in what? In works. In works. James is offering a, a scenario. He's saying if a brother comes to you in need, in a physical need, so what should you do, right? We may offer this profound theological insight, and we could possibly even assure that God's going to meet his needs.
but is that all? See, James isn't deriding the, the, the spiritual. He's just simply insisting that it's not enough if the brother is hungry. When a brother is hungry, when a sister is hungry, they don't need a sermon. Right? They need that physical need met. Mindy was talking about in Kenya, how they send a flower that opens a way to minister. That opens the door to be able to share the gospel. You see, there was a, a movie clip there in, in the movie Gladiator. And he's preparing uh, the, the guys for fight. And, and the gladiator comes and he gives this, this upbeat speech and he this, this encouragement. What he says is that what we do here in life echoes in eternity. And that is so true. What we do here echoes out into eternity. If we put our faith and we put your faith and my faith in action by helping those in need, we're literally bringing heaven down to earth. We got to experience that last week. Many of you don't know the story, but there was a young gentleman here that was homeless. There was a young lady that he met, and this young lady didn't have the resources to help this young man, but she knew somebody who did. And see, even in that faith, it still works. Because not only did it stop, it didn't just stop, well, I'll be praying for you that you would have a shelter. And it was cold. That was the Sunday that it was cold. And the word got around, and it got to my spouse. And, of course, Becky says, we have to do something. It's 9 o'clock. We're fixing to start church. We cannot allow him to be out here in this weather. And it was by the grace of God that we, we got introduced to this man. We met up with him, and some people in the church Loved on him. Nobody knew who he was. But we asked him, what is your need? Yeah, we know that you, you need a place to stay, but what is your ultimate goal? What is it that you're trying to do? He says, I'm trying to get home to Colorado. Within an hour, we already had a bus ticket for him to go to Colorado that evening. And it was because of people's faith. And the works that they do. And I shared that that Sunday night. We may never see that guy again. But oh, how he was so appreciative. That knowing that within the next 12 hours, 24 hours, that he was going to be home with his aunts. In a nice warm bed. Have a nice hot meal. And all it cost was a $100 bus ticket. I believe that he experienced heaven here on earth, here at Avondale Baptist Church. 
And there's more stories like that. Let's put our faith in action by helping those in need. See, it's possible to have a useless faith that's not accomplishing anything in life. If you trust God, if you say that you trust God, and and let's be honest, we will all say that. I trust God. But if we truly trust God, then it should affect our feet. It should. That's why Scripture says that we walk by what? We walk by faith. Walk is an action. Once you become a Christian, by faith alone, not only is there a marriage to Jesus, but there's also a second marriage. And that marriage is that your faith is now married to works. You understand? When we become a believer in Jesus Christ, by our faith alone, then guess what? Our faith is now married to works. And see, when we start thinking that way and having that perspective, what you believe about eternity will become real in your life and it will become real here in the now. And James, he goes on, he makes this point even stronger. He says, he says, he talks about the, the, the fathers of faith, Abraham, offering his son Isaac. I mean, really, really understand this faith that Abraham has that he is fixing to sacrifice his child. Going to the point where he is setting up the altar. He's getting ready. He has his child up on the altar fixing to sacrifice. Because God told him. But it's always crazy because he knew. He stood on the promises of God. He knew what God had promised. He's like, I don't understand this. I don't understand why you're asking me to do this. But I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to do it because I have faith in what you say. I have faith in your promises. There's some of us, even me, I'm guilty Man, praise God that God don't cause us to sacrifice our children, right? But man, he tells us to sacrifice our time. He tells us to sacrifice our treasures. And he tells us to sacrifice our talents. And we can't even do that. Sometimes I fall short of that. Faith. Strong faith. If we believe in God and all that God has said and commanded, our lives should be different. It should look different than what the world lives are. 
Living differently means we do different things. Living differently means that we do sacrificial things. Living differently means that we do different things. That looks crazy. That doesn't make sense. With our time with our talents, and our treasures. If you want to understand the strength of your faith, I'll simply say this. Look at what you do. Look at what you do. Look at what we do. Look what I do. If I want to understand the strength of my faith, I have to look at what I do. The author repeatedly describes of the the hall of faith. And he talks about Abraham. He talks about Rahab. These are Old Testament figures that that accomplished by what? By their faith. The things that they accomplished was because of their faith. They believed and their faith was demonstrated by what they did. I like what Tony Evans says in his commentary on this scripture. He says, Abraham is a perfect example of a biblical hero whose faith was married to his works. He was justified by works in offering Isaac, his son, on the altar. He says, this activity didn't save the patriarch. After all, Abraham had already believed God and had his faith credited as righteousness. In Genesis 15, 6. He says it's in Genesis 22 that God called him to sacrifice his son. When Abraham obeyed, God confirmed his intent to bless him on earth and make a great nation of him. By works, his faith was made complete. By works, his faith was matured. Faith must be demonstrated not just discussed. A person is justified by faith alone apart from works for heaven, but he is justified by works for usefulness on earth. I just love that. A person is justified by faith alone apart from works for heaven, but he is justified by works for usefulness on earth. What are we doing here on earth to share that vision that God has, to share heaven with others? And then he goes on, just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. See, the faith of a believer, it can regress. It can decline. And then we can become spiritual corpse. See, we all have spiritual lives. But some of us can be spiritual sick. 
Too many times we attend church to hear what the great physician has to say. And we leave feeling good with that prescription. But I want us to do more. I want us to not remain spiritually unhealthy. But I want us to be spiritually healthy. And if we, if we do not swallow the medicine that God has provided for us, then we will become unhealthy. Once we hear God's word, we must act on it to be transformed by it. When we hear his word, we need to act on it so that we can be transformed How do we do that? See, the difference comes down to having that perspective. That perspective that is focused on what? On God's kingdom. We focus on God's kingdom. And when we focus on that, as something that is here and now on this earth that we can literally experience heaven, and that God is the sovereign king, we should not be waiting to serve God. Right now is the time to act. Right now it's time for us to be the boots on the ground. Right now it's our time to be equipped to go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus Where are you at in your faith? Does your actions reflect your faith? It is so easy. It really is. I do it more than I would like to do, more than I admit doing it. But it's so easy to pass people by that are in need. It's so easy to turn a blind eye on the people that are hurting. But my prayer is that this year in 2022, that we don't become people like that. I pray that we see a need, we meet a need. And when we do that, it will be in sweet water as it is in heaven. But there's so many other ways that we can meet people's physical needs. It doesn't just have to be with food or, or shelter, but that is one of the most that we are dealing with in our community. But maybe it's your relative that just needs to hear the gospel. Maybe it's a relative or a friend that just needs to hear that they are loved. And you've been turning a blind eye on that person because maybe y'all didn't get along 
Maybe the relationship was broken somewhere along the way. There's somebody in our lives. There's always somebody in our lives that needs Jesus. Maybe it's just someone who just needs to have a listening ear. Maybe it's somebody that God is just asking you to sacrifice one hour of your time to listen to this person's problem. Maybe it's just somebody to bring them a loaf of bread. Whatever it may be, I pray that we would train ourselves to have an eternal perspective that we focus on God's kingdom. If your faith never leaves the realm of thought or emotional security, is it really faith? As Gary comes up, and I pray that God has been speaking to you in a mighty way this morning. What is God calling you? Who's that person that is in your mind right now that God maybe is calling you to minister to? Who's that person or that family right now that's in your mind that God is calling you to maybe help them with a physical need, maybe food on the table? Maybe it could be something as simple as just paying a, a water bill. Who's that person in your life right now that maybe just needs a ride to the grocery store? There was a story, a story of Joshua Edwards of Columbus, Ohio. He was diagnosed as bipolar and schizophrenic. He lost his job and Along with the loss, of his, the loss of his job, he lost his medical coverage. So he couldn't afford his medication. And one night in January of 2011, when temperatures were around 17 degrees, a naked and bloody man started going door to door in a Columbus suburb begging for help. Aside from some people calling 911, he received no aid. The next morning, one of the people whose door he had knocked, that he knocked on, noticed smeared blood and followed a trail until he found the lifeless body of Joshua. He had died of hypothermia. That night, the only aid people would give was to call 911. The police came out, couldn't find him. A man died. And this is under an article that is called Mother Mourns for Mentally Ill Son. Whose naked body found in the shed. See, as James wrote, church, faith without work is dead. 
And sometimes we, we use an excuse as, well, I have faith, but I don't have to do work. It's not by works that I have salvation. So I shouldn't have. But however you look at God's word says that if we have faith, we should put works into that faith. There's just no way around it. That's what God's word says. Your faith isn't really alive because it isn't doing anything. Isn't doing anything for the God's kingdom. And sometimes when we don't do anything. Sometimes it can mean death for others. Death for those who don't know Jesus. Death for those who don't experience unconditional love. Death to those who don't know what it means to receive grace. See, church, as I was reading that article. Last week. That article could have been about Sweetwater. Finding a young man dead on the side of the road because he froze to death. But it was because of the grace of God. And because people were planted in the right spot at the right time by God to help this young man. Now he's home in Colorado with his aunt. Praise God that there's people here at Avondale Baptist Church that puts their faith into works. And that's what I want us to do is continue, not stop, but continue to put our faith in works so that we can be used to bring heaven down to earth. As Gary plays, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Maybe he's telling you, first of all, you got to have faith in Jesus. And church, if that's you, if that's somebody here this morning that doesn't, you've never placed your faith in Jesus, it's really simple. All we have to do is believe. All we have to do is believe in what God's Son, Jesus, has done on the cross, that He died for me and He died for you. So that why? So that we can be forgiven of our sins and that we will have a place in heaven. It's free. You just have to believe. And if that, if you have never made that decision, I pray this morning that that would be you. That you would come forward and say, you know what? I do not have a relationship with Christ. I want to have a relationship with Christ. I want him in, in every part of my life. Then I pray that you would take that opportunity now to come. I'll ask that everybody will stand. And just with your head down and your eyes closed, just really take this moment. Does your actions Reflect your faith. If you've never trusted Jesus with your life, I pray that you would take that step and receive him this morning. And you're looking at your... Thank you, Father God, for this wonderful message. We pray that it has been a comfort and a blessing to our listeners. Thank you for taking the time to join us here at Avondale Baptist Church. Until we see you again... Always remember, Jesus loves you.